Hey everyone, you're having time with Sahai, and welcome back. Today we're get we're gonna get into student mental health, and we have a very special guest with us. Hi, Eliona. Hi. So I am Alona, and I am actually a volunteer manager and community manager and mentor at Buddy Help, which is a nonprofit organization that focuses on mental health. And I'm also a student. Uh, I'm going to be a senior in college, and I am studying biochemistry and molecular biology, as well as neuroscience. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So um, student mental health is often something that's not talked about enough. In today's world, that seems to value overworking oneself to peer comparison environments that put all of the pleasure of one's hard work into a single exam. How do you think you've been affected by the school system? Yeah, so uh, I'm actually on the pre-med track and I wanna go into medical school and become a physician. So that field in itself is already very competitive and the education towards it is very complex and tough with a lot of competition within it already. So it, my um, education path has definitely had its highs and lows, the lows including um, like class complexity and just comparison to peers. It can definitely be tough, yeah. Yeah, I think the school environment can often promote student insomnia or uh, people skipping breakfast because the timings are generally very early. How do you deal with that for the most part? Yeah, I definitely agree that those are some big issues. I mean, we all have done it where we um, choose studying over like getting sleep or eating. And for me, finding good study habits and practicing time management has been helpful to kind of make sure to study effectively as well as finding time for those essentials like self-care and the vital needs like sleeping and eating and I <laughs> um do, don't get the most sleep when there's like exam season so I'm still trying to figure it out myself but my advice to everyone listening is to just do it on the go like grab a snack find time to kind of multitask I guess would you say the same do you have any tips for sure. I think the golden rule, especially for me, because I'm not very successful at getting at a lot of sleep during exam season either, is mm -hmm. the golden rule of at least trying to get six hours at the very least or taking a nap if you didn't and eating something, if anything, like trying to not rely on purely caffeine in the morning, like just even if it's um just um a couple of biscuits, it's something. Uh, but yeah, I, I think another important aspect is uh, students are often having to stay inside to study. We have a lack of exercise. It's a huge problem, even in work environments. What do you do to deal with that for the most part? Well, I definitely stay completely inside and still during studying and whether it's exam season or a normal day. Uh, I heard there are actually some good exercises to do like while you're sitting at your desk, like some leg workout or stuff to just kind of get something, some physical activity in while you're 
So again, multitasking is beneficial in that case. And honestly, I've been uh, practicing like walking outside lately, just half an hour a day because it, it's summertime. So the weather is nice. So I can't say the same about wintertime. Um, but just going on a walk because you're getting fresh air and that kind of cardio in. And yeah, what about you? I'd say somewhat similar. Yeah, I think usually I end up going, I try waking up early and going outside. If you guys can't do that, then setting aside 10 minutes in between your school hours or after school or coming back would work out just fine. And I think another great tip is obviously to drink water. I feel like I especially tend to forget about that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that how like for me at least it works out to have like a bottle around me all the time. I'm just like I have to finish this by the end of the day. But yeah, mm -hmm. these might sound like small things, but drinking water and eating healthy, exercising and sleep are always essential parts of mental health and they should not be ignored. But besides the essential. What about, um, there's a lot of exam pressure that happens for students, especially because our school system, unfortunately, puts all the pressure of our hard work into a single exam. And I was wondering what your experience with that was. Have you ever been affected by it? Yeah, definitely. So with my experience, again, I'm on, from like, being a pre-med student, you're kind of expected to be perfect, which is just impossible to achieve and you're expected to have those perfect grades and a giant resume with volunteering and shadowing and research so it's a lot to keep up with especially with tough exams and tough classes and I'm I've definitely experienced um, burnout and disappointment when I don't do as well as I would hope on an exam in like a science class and that can really bring you down when you try to put all the work you can and you don't get those results. And when you lose motivation, it can definitely set you back, especially with comparison to peers. For example, if you see that someone else did a lot better than you or someone else is like doing volunteering and this and that and as a president of 10 clubs and you're not necessarily, that can really be disappointing and you you may think oh if this person is so successful and I'm over here failing this exam why should I even keep trying and that is definitely the wrong mindset to have um, my mentality has always been that your perception on things is very important because it can change a lot so I say one exam has not ruined anyone's life um, if anything, it should be kind of a learning lesson for you to find better study, habit, study habits and figure out what didn't work last time and how you can change that. How do you think um, your burnout affected you? Like, what was the story behind that? How did that happen? Yeah, so uh, the example that's coming to mind is when I took biochemistry in college, I did not do well at all on the very first exam in that class and I just felt so disappointed and just tired of putting in so much work and then just not doing well or as well as I would hope and I remember just thinking of 
just dropping out of the class and taking it next fall because I was like, I want to put it off and just deal with it later. Just kind of putting off problems for later, even though who knows if it's going to be easier then. And I definitely felt like, oh, maybe science is not for me even. And just having those thoughts like, oh, what if I don't become a doctor just because I failed this one exam? So I was kind of losing that grip on everything. And I've even talked to my advisors and professors about dropping the class. But thank God I didn't end up doing it. And I kind of let the burnout kind of sizzle out and got got myself together. And I ended up getting like a 90 something on the very last exam in that class so it ended up working out for me wow amazing I was mm-hmm. wondering how you worked on your burnout what were your ways to cope with it at the time yeah so my big like personally my weakness is um oh my god what is the word uh it's like I don't know I'm blanking on the word right now but it's like when you're when you don't think about it and you just kind of do it impulsivity there it is I'm sorry Uh, impulsivity yes (laughs) is has been my big weakness so for example I saw that grade and my first thought is immediately oh I'm a failure. I can't be successful in this class. I need to drop it right now and that was my first like thought that would lead to like a permanent decision and that is definitely not like impulsivity is dangerous like when you are met with a challenge and your first instinct is to just give up that's not a good thing um and I I, again I went as far as to like discuss with my advisor to drop the class and then I kind of sat back and I thought hey like I've been struggling with impulsivity and has kind of made some decisions like rash decision based on it without really thinking and like understanding all of my options so instead of just feeding into the impulsivity I kind of thought about what are the options that I have in front of me yes I have the option to drop the class that's the easiest one to do I have the option to just keep going the way I do and just fail the class basically because I was failing at that time Uh or I can put in the extra work I can meet with my professor to go over my exam see what I where I went wrong basically um spend even more time on homework doing practice problems watching videos if I don't understand something and yes I was taking a lot of challenging classes that semester but I decided to stick with the class and go through it just to see what happens like wait until at least the second exam because obviously if I don't do well then as well then maybe this class is not for me but if I do end up succeeding then maybe I just was not doing it like correctly not having the right study habits or good time management back then so it's really about just taking a second yeah what do you think is like the point where students should consider whether or not a class is for them? Because I think you had two exams to figure that out. But I think a lot of us, um, there might, the, the structure of the way uh, the education system works 
in different areas may not necessarily be like that. Some people just have end of term exams and some of them don't exactly have exams at all. There might be just assignments. What do you think is like the point where a student realizes that this isn't for them? Yeah, that is a good question. Well, first of all, <laughs> I guess my first thought is, is the class really necessary for you? Is it required for your major or for you to graduate? Or are you just taking it out of pure interest just to have a class on your schedule? Because if it's just a class that you're taking out of interest and you don't seem to be doing well or you're not loving it too much, yeah, dropping it like or withdrawing from it may not be such a bad idea. But if you know it's a class that you like actually need to take, like it was for me, I need it for my major, I need to graduate with my major, then you know you'll need to take it regardless. Even if you withdraw, you'll need to take it again. So you will need to be good at it eventually. And you bring up a good point with people sometimes having just end of year exams. So you don't necessarily know how well you're doing until you reach that point of no return. So for me, it's really, I mean, communication is really important. And so finding time to maybe meet with your professor or teacher to discuss like where you stand in the class. If you're already having some content gaps, discussing those and see if maybe you got something wrong from the lecture or from the homework if you're struggling. And or also working with your peers, like in STEM, for example, yes, it's very competitive, but doing stuff alone is just a dumb decision because you have the opportunity to get to know people who are in the same classroom as you and who are doing the same thing that you're doing. And combining those brains together can be really helpful because we each have our own like strengths and weaknesses. So combining those strengths can definitely be helpful. So finding a peer group can be very helpful. Again, talking to a teacher to see, to kind of try to understand if this class is the right fit for you or if it's not, like, why is it not? Can you kind of shape yourself to fit and be successful there? Mm -hmm. I was thinking about back to the exam part where I feel like a lot of people, especially these days, have a very unhealthy mindset towards exams. It's become this do all or end all mindset where it's either this or nothing. And that creates mm -hmm. um, a very unhealthy um, mental health uh, retrospect and I was wondering if you've ever dealt with that yourself or what your attitude towards exams are yeah and uh I definitely have dealt with like unhealthy mindset during exam studying and I've seen it with my peers as well mm -hmm. I mean I've seen students get like fairly high grades on exams and being very disappointed because they the scores weren't necessarily perfect and again perfection is impossible to reach so if you set such high standards for yourself which a lot of us do um you're just putting more pressure on yourself instead of focusing on kind of stuff outside of your control which is like the like the actual score just work on the content like don't worry about how you will just like how the teacher will grade your test because you know sometimes teachers can be unfair and but that's a whole other story <laughs> uh, yeah. and 
yeah just using time wisely because a lot of us just again study habits can be not good like we spend so much time trying to like read something without actually picking up any information so wasting time and not have seeing results can be can just mean that you're doing it wrong and your brain just learns differently so what do you think is a healthy mindset to have towards exams that is a good question i feel like because all of us kind of learn differently we might have slightly different answer but for me is just i mean try your best a score is not a representation of your intellect it's just how you did on that one test or one quiz or one exam and uh again like try your best this is a learning opportunity it's testing your learning and you get it if you get the exam back then you can learn even more on like what you got wrong and how you can do better would you say the same yeah I think that um the way the exams are structured it's very easy to take it as um end of be all mindset but I think it's important to remember that like there's always going to be another very important test a very very like I have to do well on this test like there's always going to be another one of those they almost never stop so mm -hmm. I don't think it ever really ends and I think the most important thing to note is that oftentimes when we lose marks it can be for things we didn't know were in the topic or for silly reasons. And I think at that point, obviously, besides taking in your mistakes, it's important to not be hard on yourself for it because I think tests can be viewed as building blocks to your final exam. So if you keep picking up each, like what you're missing out from a chapter or what you didn't get, and you keep like um working on it. At some point, there's not going to be a lot left that like you don't know or that you're, mm -hmm. you're going to mess up and you'll eventually do better. But I also think exams need to be viewed as that. It's a learning opportunity. It's a part of an education. I think a lot of the times it's seen as a means of livelihood or like the very like, like the end point. It's very important to get this so that I get that and so that everything's set. And whether that's true or not, it's definitely not the best mindset to have while you're studying. I think it's very important to look at a test or an exam to just um as some as like you the way to see how well you're doing in that particular topic. And I think that a lot of the times when we're studying, um, it's very easy for us to not realize that a lot of like a lot of the material or whatever we're studying might not be enough because oftentimes professors or teachers can ask things that are outside of the book and mm. there's a reason to beat yourself up for it obviously and yeah I think mm. they're all things we should keep in mind what do you think yeah I totally agree sometimes you are looking at all of the lecture slides and reading all your notes and memorize or just understand it and then bam you see a question that you never went over in class on the exam and that is definitely upsetting um, because you put so much time in setting the content you have been taught and then you and the professor may say oh you should be able to figure it out 
but sometimes especially students who don't work well under pressure or like on a time limit because most exams are timed it, it can be very stressful um and once you have that adrenaline rise and you start kind of panicking when there's like five minutes left and you still don't know the answer to this one question your brain just kind of starts fidgeting and it's hard to like grab a thought and put it on paper so um sorry I'm kind of rambling right now what was the question again <laughs> I think I was um I think I was asking you about I think I forgot <laughs> what the question it's okay was. we can just um, move on probably oh, yeah it was about it was about teachers um when they put like questions that are right. out syllabus or books that you've been worth studying from yeah yeah so yeah like I said definitely very stressful and I mean kind of um jumping off of what I said about like students not some students not working well like on a time limit or like under pressure like we like some students are very amazing test takers and they retain information well and they work well under pressure but others are not so that's there's also that kind of difference between our um just personalities and our backgrounds and how we are used to doing things that can play a role in that um competition um so that's kind of another factor as well would you agree for sure. I was wondering, um, in your perspective as a student, how do you think teachers can help alleviate student men student mental health? Yeah, so I think that is something that's very important, like teacher or professor involvement in alleviating like that stress on students, whether it's providing office hours after like um class hours to have students come in if they need to, to answer some questions or do practice problems, really have that like one-on-one -on -one or um, just more time to understand the material or explain stuff better. That for me has definitely alleviated some stress, like having the opportunity to work with a professor individually if I'm struggling on a topic um, and having them help you because they're the ones that are writing the exams so their explanations will make sense for your studying has um yeah that has been kind of the prime thing for me what about you i think it's almost the same personally um i was also thinking about since we're talking of student mental health it's also important to talk about mental health as a student and by what I mean is that a lot of us are going through mental health struggles suffering with different mental illnesses or just really bad situations we're in and we also have rigorous courses we have to take because unfortunately life doesn't stop <laughs> and we need to study while also struggling with our own mental health due to private reasons so I was just wondering um have you ever experienced something like that or have you seen someone else go through a hard time because of that yeah i have definitely seen people go through um difficult events during like exam season or right before like a big exam and what for um 
mental illnesses, I know that my college actually has a specific thing you can kind of sign with the illness you have and you can get like extra time on an exam and you can do it alone without like everyone in the classroom if that is easier for you. And again, you have extra time to complete an exam. So that I I have personally not experienced that, but I know people that take advantage of that and that has been helpful for them. And as for just uncontrollable events that kind of come out of nowhere and you didn't expect, um, I definitely think that communication is very important in that case. Like uh, emailing a professor or teacher saying, hey, there's some stuff going on. Like, I don't think I can give my all on this like exam tomorrow. Is there anything you can do? Like, can you put, can I take it in like a few days or something and see what they say? Usually teachers are understanding, um, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? I think I would say the same for the most part. I think obviously the first thing people should keep in mind is to go easy on themselves. Mm -hmm. I think personally for me, I was struggling in my freshman year because uh, I think we were still having COVID at the time and my mental health took a hit and it did affect like my own grades. And I think something to keep in mind for most people is that um it's okay to reach out for help and that it's okay to like tell someone that, hey, this isn't working or I'm not able to do this. And mm -hmm. um, also not, you're, not, you're not gonna be able to do as much. You're gonna, you're probably gonna study a lot lesser and that's fine as long as you can um set up some times with someone else to keep you accountable. Um, and spend a lot more time on self-care. Uh, I think these are all important points to remember if you're struggling yourself. And I think another point is that you cannot, don't blame yourself because it tends to just get worse, especially when you're struggling, if you're struggling with a mental illness. I think obviously besides reaching out for professional help, it's important to know all of your trigger points and all of your bad days and then um, figure out in between if you even can study. For some people, that's hard to do on its own. And um, yeah, I think just not blaming yourself and moving forward is just, it makes such a big difference. And if you can talk to anyone, if you have any trusted person around you, I think that's also very important. Um, and yeah, just everyone needs to, if you can, if you have like a really good friend that you can rely on when things aren't going so well, that can explain topics to you when you just can't feel like opening your textbook, um, mm -hmm. that, that's a great thing to use. Uh, and yeah, letting your parents know so that they're not randomly surprised by why, why is it that your grades dunking down what's happening I think all of these are important things to look over I was wondering mm -hmm. if finally if you have any message for all of those students at home who are struggling by themselves yeah so I guess my message would be whether you are in high school or college or even middle school just know that education is very temporary and you are in like the younger part of your life where you don't have as many responsibilities or things to take care of as you would in your adult life. So education is 
that time that you need to cherish, I guess. And it like studying in school, it does not have to be a chore. These are like the years of your life that you will look back on in like two decades and say, oh, I wish I like took advantage of this thing or this club or made like plans with this person to do something because you have this kind of free time in between studying and you have the opportunity to take classes to learn new things and learn stuff that will help you in your professional career and you have in high school you have like homecoming and prom and in college you have other events and you can join so many clubs and meet people that share the same things that like you like and make these connections so honestly enjoy it I mean it definitely has like stressful times and lows and highs but do try to keep track of the highs as well because college or in high school are not <laughs> the worst things in the world so definitely take advantage and studying does not also does not have to be a chore you can try to make studying fun you can find like online games about the topic you're learning or you can find a friend and do like some like quizzing each other back and forth like it does not have to be a chore you can make this time fun for yourself for sure I think um a lack of sleep poor eating habits not exercising enough not going out enough not being able to interact with your peers well enough, all of the comparison. These these are perfect recipes for student depression or student anxiety, especially if you're already prone to mental illness. And it's important to set aside time for yourself and to be able to take care of all the fundamentals because they're obviously, they're way more important than we think they are. Um, and obviously understanding the pressure of an exam, whether that's parental pressures or your own, um, you need to get out of that end all or be all mindset because it can lead to some pretty dark thoughts. And I think it's important if your mental health is degrading to reach out for professional help. Uh, we also, also Ileana comes from Buddy Health. And it's a platform where um, you can reach out to other listeners. Uh, Ileana, do you want to talk about that? Yes, I would love to. So yes, buddyhelp.org is a website completely free to use. Um, you can talk to a volunteer listener if you are honestly going through anything. If you feel alone or if you got again like a bad grade in an exam and you just need someone to vent to or if you have some deeper issues that you don't really have anyone to talk to about, you can come to Buddy Help and we have trained listeners that will talk to you and listen to you and be there for you at that time of need. And also, if you're interested, we also have like a volunteering opportunity to become a listener and that you can also like put it on your resume and it's a very good skill to have active listening is very important for personal and kind of all aspects of your life you were listening to each other every day and sometimes it's important to do it effectively and yeah so it's a great thing how do you think people can access um the platform where they can reach out to other listeners yeah so when you go on buddyhelp.org you can read more about our website 
And the first two kind of buttons you would see on the very front screen are chat with a volunteer listener, or which is 100% free and you will be matched with a volunteer listener. However, that chat will not be like professional counseling because those listeners are not like professional counselors or therapists. However, we do provide listeners with two free weeks at BetterHelp, which is a professional counseling service. And that's the second button right under the volunteer listener um, button. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's always important to know that this isn't professional help, but if you are struggling and you don't have anyone who can listen, definitely use the platform. It, it can be a great help. If you're struggling with suicidal thoughts or depression, please note that the National Helpline is 915-298-7821. Uh, 915-298-7821. On that note, I'll be ending this episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Ilyona. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.